0: Welcome to Techno and Travel, the podcast of Tunes and Wings. My name is Sabina Spetling and today I'll take you on the journey of the Fire Festival. I think this festival has shown some important learnings for the electronic music scene, and within this podcast I will dive deeper a bit into this topic. So enjoy! Fire Festival. This is the event the whole world is talking about at the moment. Um, but did you know that acts like Rampu, Bedouin, Jan Blomqvist, Nico Clapton, Lee Burridge, Blondish, and Ten Snake were booked for this festival and on the lineup? Well, the festival also partnered with Zero. You may know the name from New York City. They are having regular events and are a booking agency. And yeah, they also brought artists to the festival. And um, when you followed the news back in 2017, you may already know that many of them canceled their show in advance in advance as rumors started to spread and this is also what the so-called fire festival headliner did blink 182 they canceled their show in advance so artists were already aware of what's going to happen there and for all of you that haven't heard of this happening before um, the festival was announced as the new Burning Man or Coachella, and the target audience, more or less, was wealthy millennials or rich kids, <laughs> to to claim it like this. And yeah, the influencers. Um, and the thing is, festival guests were willing to pay five hundred till. for a festival ticket and what the organizers promised them um, was or were like a luxury festival in the Bahamas, villas, yachts, a chef cuisine, a private chat and of course the party of the year where they were supposed to celebrate with influencers and stars. And by the way, Charul was one of the co-organizers of this event. But in the end, what they got was a night in a refugee tent, a flight in an old machine, a ride in a school bus, sandwiches instead of the star sushi... And actually, no water and no music. So, altogether, it was a big disaster. Right now, there are two documentaries on air about the festival. They both went online in January this year. One is called Fire Fraud. It's on Hulu and it includes an interview with the main responsible person Billy McFarland. Then there's another documentary. It's called Fire, the greatest party that never took place. And this one is available on Netflix. It's Yeah, actually showing interviews with the people involved in the organization of the festival. And it also shows footage of the preparations of the event. Yes. Um, So since the release of the two documentaries, um, news really got crazy about this festival fraud. And yes, it raises several subtopics. Um, one of them is the main organizer, Billy McFarland, went to jail for six years and ordered for fate for $26 million. And another topic that I want to point out um, in particular is currently really um, a lot discussed in the media and it's the digital fake generation. This is at least how I would claim it. Um, I'll tell you a bit more about it and my impression of this topic. Um, Good to know is that stars and influencers like Alessandra Alessandra Ambrosio, were shown in the trailer of the festival and influencers were charted to an island in the Bahamas. Um, It was an island of Pablo Escobar. That's at least what they told people. And, yeah, models and influencers were jumping around in bikinis, having the time of their life, having a private party on a yacht in the beach on the beach, and yeah, having a lot of fun that this is what the trailer says, um, and influencers were paid for this, and they also were posting um. An orange picture on their Instagram account where they told their followers about the festival and that tickets are available for the festival now. And now they are also supponent over fire festival payments. And the Billboard magazine says that Billy McFarland paid IMG. um, This is uh, the model agency behind all these influencers or some of them. Um, Billy McFarland paid IMG 1.2 million dollars. Crazy. And what I think is really interesting and what what claims or yeah what actually claims claims the media nowadays is how fake social media can advertise something that looks totally different in the real world and i would say this festival fraud is a good example also, for which level of commercialization the electronic music business has reached. And another one is how influencers or how venal influencers are. So the question in the end is... Which conclusions out of that festival fraud can you draw in general on the electronic music scene? I would love to discuss this topic with you on the in the close community of Tunes and Wings on Facebook. It's called Tunes and Wings Community and dive deeper into that topic together with you. What are your thoughts about it? What is your opinion about digitalization and commercialization of the electronic music world? I'm looking forward to your feedback, to your opinion there. Thank you so much for listening. Rock and roll and stay tuned.